On this episode of Drive with Woody Fit and Bauer Power, we talk about child development. We talk about Gianna's story. Crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. You guys are definitely <laughs> going to want to listen to this. Yeah, that was a good that was a good part. I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the podcast before. Um, and it definitely didn't go as in-depth as I did tonight. So um, it, it was new to me, <laughs> and I've been listening. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a good story. And we also introduced a new segment of the show. We introduced the win-fail of the week. Yes. Which uh, actually turned out to be a great conversation starter. I loved it. So I think you guys will really enjoy it. So the win-fail of the week, we're basically going to... Me and Chris are going to reflect on our weeks and pick one thing that we did very well, consider it a win, one thing that we sucked at or that we screwed up, call it a fail, and that way we'll be able to celebrate our wins and look at the things we did bad and say, okay, you know, I need to fix this, I need to do better, and um, so that we're always striving to improve and, and whatnot. So, And some of this stuff will be good lessons for you to uh, do yourself. Um, training wise, dad life wise, everything. So, um, I'm, I'm absolutely fucking excited as shit about the win fail of the week. So I'm hyped about it too. It'll, I I think, uh, the two categories, like Nate said, are, are lifting related or exercise related and, uh, and parenting related. Those are the two main topics of the podcast. So, uh, I I think you guys will be able to relate to this a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it. And the last thing we talked about was uh, social media detoxing. Is social media evil? Maybe not. The biggest, the newest buzz, the newest fad, detoxing from social media. Not yes. not for my sake, though, but for the sake of my kids. Yep. Don't worry, there's no apple cider vinegar required. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the only detox that I would fucking... Uh, recommend to actually somebody. buy into yeah, yeah 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 exactly exactly yeah. Uh, without further ado we hope you enjoy this uh, next episode of drive with woody fit and bauer power yeehaw like that Not well because sure. i i'm thinking so i'm 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 thinking that they're throwing their business package at me because i used my business email uh, to sign up so like it's not at gmail dot com, it's at executivefitllc dot com. So it's like yeah, yeah, you know, right off the bat, they are obviously recognizing that that's a legitimate, you know, a legitimate business email, right. and that's probably why they're pushing the the business premium on me. Yeah, um, I got you. I got you. That would be my best guess. The only downside to this that I would say is that now. Because I set up set up my phone so I could just have like a hands free camera, um, mm-hmm. for the video part of this. The only downside I would say is just simply the fact that now I can't really check my notes because I keep my notes on my phone of some oh, things that you. yeah that I wanted to bring up or whatever. So I'll just have to change that if we're gonna stick with this. I'll just change, you know, I'll just write down my notes on a piece of paper before gotcha. before we do the show. Gotcha, but. All right. Well, how things yeah. been? It's mainly, been two weeks. Yeah, I know, dude. It feels like forever. I actually <laughs> on my iPad, uh, like at the bottom of it, it'll have like the most frequently used apps, and usually all the way to the right is my recording app. But yeah. because it's been two <clears throat> weeks, it 
it's not on yeah. there anymore. But uh, yeah, busy like usual. But uh, mm-hmm. but things are good. Got some uh, transitional kind of things going on with uh, Marcus. So okay, that's interesting. Trying to get yeah. him away from the pacifier. He's starting to get Ooh, hooked to it. All right. And uh, all right. Yeah. Well, mixed mm-hmm. results there. <laughs> yeah. What scares me about the pacifier is like the fact that as their teeth come in, you know what I mean? If you let it go as their teeth come in, they're going to be like their teeth are going to end up getting fucked up. And that's right. just to me, it's, that's just scary to me as a parent. Cause it's like, you know, and then it's going to cost more cause you got to get braces. And it's like, uh, I just get so much angst thinking about letting oh, them yeah. use a pacifier too long. I'm sure you've seen like I have like the people in Walmart that have, their kid in a stroller that, like, their legs are pa- practically dragging the ground, and they've got a huge <laughs> pacifier. Every time I see um, that, I'm like, okay, first, make that kid walk. <laughs> and second, if you need a pacifier that big, you don't need a pacifier. <laughs> so I have two I have two thoughts on that. One is, no, I haven't seen that because I refuse to go to Walmart. Um, All right. Because I hate Walmart. Although, I will say, I've been to walmart for a few things that i've needed in the past like six months and they have come in clutch with the price of them but i refuse to go to walmart simply because of the fact that i just hate walmart Um, yeah and two is you mentioned that you would make the kid walk and i'm on the same boat as you like at a certain point you just gotta let him walk but yeah after having three kids Mm -hmm. my feeling on now nah, you can just ride in the stroller has 110 percent changed like we will go out and when we go grocery shopping before the third child when we would go grocery shopping we'd put shane in the cart and you know, i would let my oldest i'd let her walk you know she's she was four she's four so it's like she's old enough to walk around and like listen you know so she's not just gonna run off and but after having the third kid where, you know, it was it was pretty much me managing the two older ones because she's carrying the infant. It was just right. like, okay, no, you're both sitting in the cart. We're not playing this game. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't, you know, manage her at the level she needs management at, and then also manage my son who's at the point where he's like, ooh, shiny, I'm gonna right. go over there, and then <laughs> oh, he's look. off. There's a whole yeah. bunch of things on the bottom shelf yeah. there. I bet I can get them all on the floor really quick. Yeah, exactly. And they're all glass too. <laughs> and I'm totally like I'm totally the dude that's like, nah, fuck that, make them walk. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely situations where I have to insert foot into mouth and Yeah. It's just yeah. kind of like for the sanity of me and for the sanity of my wife you're going to ride in the fucking stroller because we're not, right. we're just, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, to be clear, the example that I was using was like a single kid. With a, oh yeah. One or two parents, you know? Oh yeah. Not two or three. Cause definitely oh, yeah. with more kids, it's uh, yeah. Each one, it becomes exponentially more complicated. Changer. I'm sure. I mean, Dude, I've been I'm... thinking about that a lot because we're thinking about number yeah. two. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, like we're in that sweet spot right now. 
mm-hmm. where Marcus is on a schedule. You know, mm-hmm. he goes to bed around the same time. He wakes up around the same time. I mean, I wouldn't call getting up at 6.30 every morning, every day of the week, really a sweet spot, but it is regular at least. Mm-hmm. So we got that And then you can structure, because it's regular now, you can structure your life around yeah. that. And, you yeah. know, like, you know he's going to be getting up at 6.30, so, like, I better get my ass in bed by 10, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if I don't, well, that's my own fault. Yeah. I, oh, of course. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, just, uh, you honestly, know, we take advantage of things, like, things that we can't do with him around mm-hmm. during nap time. Well, when number two comes along, mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to do that because they're not going to nap at the same time. Yeah, you might get lucky, but not eh, necessarily. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bank on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's my thing about two kids. One kid is like no problem. You know what I mean? It's a. It's a big. It's a big life change, obviously, because you're going from zero to one, right? Right. Um. But then, like after you get used to it, it's like yeah, it's, it's, it ain't no big deal. You know, you got one kid, I can handle that, and then. Two kids is like, okay, this is going to be harder. And then it happens and you're like, it's not as hard as I thought. This this ain't too bad. We can mm-hmm. handle this. You know what I mean? It's still hard, but we can handle this because it's one on one. It's basic. It's two on two, right? It's two on two. And then three kids, three kids and more is just, what the fuck? It's just, yeah. That's all I have to say. But like, well. here's the thing though about our situations. Um, my wife is a stay at home mom. So, I, there was no time where I was at home with the kids, and it was just me, and she was uh, at work. You know what I mean? Like, there's that's happened before, but it's been like, hey, you know, I'm going to go get my nails done, or I'm going to go do this. You know, I'll yeah. be back in an, an hour and a half, two hours. You know what I mean? Right. And so, there's times where I'm alone with the kids, and it's like, okay, I pretty much, you know, don't do anything much of anything um involved and don't do much of anything like really involved right you can't on my get part. too deep into anything yeah but um it's manageable now three kid one kid no problem i could get pretty deep into something and still kind of bounce back and forth between whatever i'm doing and her and make sure she's occupied two right. kids i couldn't get i couldn't get deep into anything you know what i mean um, three kids, I pretty much just can't do anything <laughs> except be there and watch them. You know what I mean? Uh, like when it's just me. Um, so it's two kids really ain't that bad. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't think it'll be manageable. It'll be a challenge. We'll be throwing ourselves from some kind of regularity that we have right now to, mm-hmm. uh, well, we're doing this again, but, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, that's part of it. She and then works. you get through it. And it, the time really... I've got a friend who's, uh, whose wife is pregnant right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to think March is her due date. Okay. And so I was working with him the other day. And I was just t- telling him a few general things. And, uh, yeah, like in retrospect, so Marcus is not quite... Uh, 20 months right now okay and dude like the time has flown by you know mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. just insane like he's he's at a point now where he's starting to like like truly 
communicate with us. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, he's known like more or all done in reference Mm -hmm. to food for a long time now. Right. Now, when I ask him if he wants more, he might say more or he might nod his head. Yes, because he's figured that out. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a, that's just one example of like a lot of little things that are just mm-hmm. kind of a, and it's really a cool spot, you know, your, your boy yeah. Shane is, I'm sure like at the same point where, you know, he's a little bit older than Marcus, but mm-hmm. like you can play with them more. They're, I mean, they're still pretty fragile, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but you can communicate with them more. You can get them mm-hmm. to throw the ball back to you. You can. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's really a cool spot. For me, it never the point where it really hit me was where there's two points that really hit me. The first the first point in their development, um, and when I say it really hit me, it really was like wow, like this is amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the first point, well, the very first point is when you go from two people in one room to three people in one room, and no doors open. You know what I mean? That, like, first moments of birth is, like, where it really hits me, number one. It's like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I made this thing, you know what I mean? This came from me. And then the second, the, I guess the second point in their development that really gets to me and makes me, like, realize how amazing it is, is when you can you can start to play with them. So, like, a little over one, like, after they're, after they're walking, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. right around where Marcus is, like, 20 months, like, one and a half to two years old. When yeah. you can really start playing with them, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you can play with them before that, but like once they can start playing back with you, that's mm-hmm. when it's like, it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then the third spot for me is when you can really start to communicate and have conversation with them. Yeah. And like, like I can come home, it, like two two totally different people, right? Gianna's four, Shane's two, two years apart. I come home and I ask Gianna how her day was and I can kind of prompt her to tell me what she did today, right? And like have that conversation and ask her what she thought of this situation and that situation. And then um, with Shane, it's like, hey, bud, did you have a good day? Uh-huh. And like that's pretty <laughs> much what I get. You know what I mean? Like, And he's just at that point where it's like he knows the answer to that question is yes, I had a good day. I'm happy yeah. to see you. You know what I mean? So like two totally different points of development. But like once that point happens with Shane, I know I'm gonna just going to look at him and be like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen some of like your stories and stuff like that where you mm-hmm. have your kids all like playing together. Yeah. And that is just, dude, that's got to be super cool. Like not it just... Is. Like, I made that one, and I made that one. They're talking to each other right now. How cool is that? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it does amaze me. Like, sometimes, like, we've got some friends that they've got a four-year-old daughter. And it's a pretty good age gap at that age. But, man, she comes over, and when she plays with Marcus, who's less than two, and they play together, like, great. It's almost mm-hmm. as if she kind of, like can understand what he's trying to say right you know Mm -hmm. um but regardless of whether she understands what they're trying to say but there's definitely like uh 
there's like this whole this kid thing where they just if they're like in this pretty big range they can play with each other and that is like super cool like they don't Mm -hmm. have to be like within a year or you know whatever but uh Mm -hmm. yeah speaking of cool to see speaking of um like amazing things did i ever tell you our story of um when we found out that nikki was pregnant with our oldest jana and um like that whole pregnancy no did i ever tell you like how jana was oh my god dude okay so um this was before so this was before we got married and um so me and nick were just dating and she comes to me one day it was like the very beginning of april right she comes to me and she says like i'm pregnant um you know and we're like, okay, I, my knee-jerk reaction was like, okay, like, you know, I'm a big boy. I I made this decision with you, so, like, I would like to, you know, keep the baby. And, you know, um, we're, we're, we're big kids. We made this decision. Now we got to live with it, right? Yeah, and, yeah, you owned it. Right. And she was on the same page as me. We were like, yeah, okay, we're going to keep the baby. And she's like, but there's something else you need to know. I'm like, well, what? What else would I need to know? She's like, I'm five months pregnant. I'm like, no oh. way. How? <laughs> how did we go? And because, like, this was, you know, well into our relationship. Um, yeah. We were, like, like, close to a year. Close to a year that we were, um, like, serious together. And she goes, I'm five months pregnant. I'm, and, like, we were both just, like, in shock. Like, how the fuck did we go five months without knowing? Right. And this is a culture shock to me. People were telling me, like, yeah, there's a show called, like, I didn't know I was pregnant. And, like, had the baby and didn't even know I was pregnant. Like, and yeah, yeah. it was total culture shock to me that that, like, those people actually exist. So I was like, okay, like, I guess it could happen, right? And then, um, so she goes to the doctor. They measure her stomach. And um, they're like, yep, you're about five months pregnant based on the measurements of your stomach. Um, so, you know go ahead and schedule your c-section or not your c-section your um ultrasound i don't know why i'm thinking c-section go ahead and schedule your ultrasound um you know so she scheduled it it was like two weeks out okay i'll go back for an ultrasound she started taking her prenatals and whatnot and before the ultrasound happened her water broke so at the time oh we wow. were good yeah no it gets crazier so at the time we were uh, working out together in the mornings at the gym. So we'd meet at the gym, work out, go to school. I'd go, I'd go to school, then I'd go to work, and then um, we'd hang out at the end of the day. And um, so one morning she doesn't show up, right? No call, no show. And it's it's generally me, her, and my buddy, and all three of us would meet up and work out. So me and him were like, oh, pff, she slept in, like. How lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe she missed a day at the gym. <laughs> so lazy, right. right? We're like three quarters of the way through the workout, and I look at my phone, and she texts me. She's like, hey, my water broke. Um, my mom's taking me to the hospital. And I was like, what? And, like, I'm thinking, like, fuck, your water broke, and you're five months pregnant. Like, we're going to lose this baby. Like, I was all ready to, like, drop everything and raise this child. And now, like, we're probably going to lose it because how can you water break at five months and yeah. us have the baby and be able to keep it. So we get to the hospital, right? They do a, her mom's at the hospital. She's crying. I'm crying. My buddy's crying. 
everybody's crying because we're like, fuck, we're going to lose a baby. We don't want to lose a baby. And they do an ultrasound and the doctor comes out and the doctor's like, yeah, she's um, 35 weeks pregnant. And we were like, just like jaws hit the floor. Like jaws hit the floor, dude. This is like two weeks after we found out, right? Jaws hit the floor. How the fuck are you 35 weeks pregnant? Like, and we missed, we missed 33 weeks of that. Like, how does that happen? So, well, I mean, that that means at least she didn't have a terrible first trimester, which is uh, always <laughs> exactly, <nice>. exactly. <laughs> and so, um, they're like, we're gonna do another ultrasound because you know it, it could have been a fluke. Because um, I guess basically they measured the size of the baby from the mm-hmm. ultrasound, and they were like, it could have been a fluke. So we're gonna do another ultrasound and measure again, just to make sure that you know. Uh, everything was like really happening the way it, it was happening. So they were so like trying to figure out, are we going to deliver now? Or yeah. like, how old is this kid really? Because we don't yes. want to deliver it if it's way too early. Right, exactly. So they do another ultrasound and comes back the same. It's like 35 weeks, five days. And we're like, okay, uh, we're having the baby. <laughs> okay, I guess I am having a baby today. And we, you know, guess I'm gonna have a kid. Like my kid will be born today. Obviously and and how long was this after you first found out? Two weeks. Wow. Legit two weeks. Like she, so Gianna was born on the 16th, right? And I know I rem- I will always remember that it was two weeks because Gianna was born on the 16th of April, and when she told me it was two weeks before, which was like April 2nd or 3rd, right? Um. And I remember thinking to myself, when she's telling me, this is fucking April Fool's joke. She's trying to get me a day Mm -hmm. after or two days after April Fool's. She's trying to fuck with me. And I remember thinking that when she's telling me. And then she didn't stop crying. And I was like, okay, it's not an April Fool's joke. It's not a late April Fool's joke. I don't think she's trying to fuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So then, like, a few hours later, you know, she ended up having the baby and... I had a daughter, and I was fucking only new for two weeks. Like, we didn't have a baby shower. We didn't have anything right. Like, we didn't have a crib at home set up. Oh, dude. Like, we had nothing. We didn't have a car seat. We didn't have a crib. Because, like, when she yeah, we found out, like, we're five months. For... Yeah. Yeah, we were like, oh, you're five months? Okay, we have, en- we have enough. You know, we have another four months to save up and, like, buy the stuff that we need so like i'm not gonna run out and like buy all of this stuff right now like we'll just get it later yeah two weeks later yeah wow i remember when we were collecting stuff for marcus there there was stuff that we knew we would need Mm -hmm. but it was like eh, you know what let's just wait till a little bit later before we get that like we had the money for it but it's just gonna like be sitting there so let's wait yeah but you guys were like, oh, dude, yeah, it's crazy. Dude, but, like, talk about um, the love from friends and family. Not the yeah. love, just, like, how they just came together and were like, you know what? Like, they're in a rough time. Like, let's help them out. So, like, we had, like, everybody gave us, like, it was perfect because we didn't have a baby shower, so we weren't prepared. We had nothing. So, like, literally anybody could have bought anything and it was like, oh, yeah, we need that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, people were just buying stuff for us. Like, like somebody got a crib. 
um, that we still have now that Lincoln sleeps in. Like mm-hmm. it was just like it was just like amazing because I'm thinking to myself like, okay, how the fuck am I going to afford to go and buy all of this shit? And it's just like, okay, like people would come and like drop it off at her parents' house, and then we get a text like, hey, so and so just dropped this off. I'm like, okay, that's one less thing I gotta buy. That's one less thing I got. It's just like the text messages and phone calls just kept rolling in. It was like, oh my god, like. Yeah. It also really went to show like how many fucking people really cared about both of us. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how many people cared about her, how many people cared about me and they were just wanted to help. It was like really like restored my faith in humanity or like family in general. It was amazing. It really was. Yeah. Happened it, it the was, best way. It was really cool when people come together like that. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, cuz it is really easy to get down on like humanity or like you know, the mm-hmm. media always tends oh, to yeah. show you, like, all this negative stuff. Or well, like, that's the only thing that sells. Yeah, right. And, like, so sometimes I think we almost, like, forget that there are good people out there. You know, yeah. like a, fr- mm-hmm. a friend of mine uh, just got back from the Bahamas. She was okay. She went there with a group from her church, I believe, mm-hmm. to go and help rebuild and clean up and everything. And, you know, dude... Like, I haven't seen any of that kind of stuff on the news. Like, they showed yeah. all the devastation and destruction and flooding. Yeah, oh, yeah. But then, like, after oh, the yeah. fact, it's like, yeah, there are good That's people it. that are going out there that are, like, mm-hmm. going down there and sacrificing their time and, you yeah. know, and because who knows it, what they have going on with their family lives, too. Because, like, everybody has stuff going on. Oh, We're yeah. all busy in mm-hmm. one way or another. Some of us more, like, legit than others, but... yeah. But we all have stuff going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, like, you look at... It's the same... The same. The media covering negativity is the same concept of um, a customer having a good experience versus a customer having a bad experience. Like, if I go somewhere and I have a really good experience, I might tell, like, my wife. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, might, I might tell my friend if that company comes up in conversation shortly yeah. after that experience you know what i mean but i'm not gonna go out of my way to tell everybody because it's like it's almost like i expect to have a good experience when i go somewhere you know yeah with anything um except for the dmv right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if i have a bad experience like the majority of people when they have a bad experience they tell like 12 I don't, know, I don't know what the fucking actual number is this is what i was always told that when customer yeah. has a good experience they tell one person when they have a bad experience they tell 12 people so oh, yeah you always you know working if you're working in customer service you always want to make sure that a customer leaves and they did not have a bad experience because they're going to yeah. go and tell 12 people right yeah about their bad experience and it's like the same thing with the media like yes there's a small group of people who end up hearing about the positive news right or who want to hear about the positive news but the majority of people will tune in when there's this negative or shocking news because it has that wow factor it has that shock factor it has that negativity for that holy shit factor Mm -hmm. and you just you don't have that for the most part with positive news stories and it's the only way for them to make money is to have eyes on their uh, programs because they can charge more for advertising. And that's across all platforms. Yeah. And it's just like, 
un- it's like an unfortunate uh reality. Yeah, yeah. it's like an yeah, unfortunate reality. Speaking of reality, we had a uh, concept that we were going to introduce into this episode. So I think oh, now yeah. is uh, as good a time as any. Hell yeah. We're going to introduce the win or fail of the week. So during the win or fail of the week, Nate and I will tell whether we have had a win or fail with parenting and lifting. Those are the two mm-hmm. categories for now. Yep. And we're just going to keep it pretty simple. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will explain and elaborate. Hopefully you guys enjoy. You'll have to let us know in the uh, in your comments and reviews. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I'm not catching you too off guard here. But no, no, pick which, whichever one you want to start with, win or okay. fail. You go first since you brought it up. Okay, <laughs> since I brought it up. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, parenting. Okay. And this week, I'm going to have to call it a fail. All right. And the reason why is (coughs) we had family in town, and as a result, uh, the listeners who heard last, the last episode, I happened to mention that we have Marcus on a pretty good schedule. Which I also yep. happened to mention this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, when family was in town, he did not necessarily have the best schedule. <laughs> he was up a little later, and the unfortunate part is, he tends to wake up at... His, his wake-up time shifts maybe half an hour if he's up late. So mm-hmm. by the end of last week, he was like totally exhausted. Oh, and shit. you know you really just had to, you really just got to feel for them when they get to that point. Yeah, because it's just like, you know, it's early. You can tell that they're like getting frustrated early, and it's just like, oh man. Mm-hmm. So that's why I call it a fail. Okay. Um, if that's your fail, then like, fuck, dude, you hold yourself to a high standard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to pick one. So. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I um, agree. Are you going to do a win? So I did have a win. Yeah. Um, very nice. Very nice. And I'm going to do a win in the lifting realm because I finally came to a realization after uh, 13 years of some sort of uh, physical exercise. Mm-hmm. I finally realized uh, that... Warm-ups are non-negotiable. Like, if I can only get a good warm-up in and do my compound movement mm-hmm. or movements, I'm good with that. Like, accessories are, like, tertiary. They're, like, the mm-hmm. third priority for me. Yeah. And I kind of realized that. Um, I had a day where I had to do bench. I'm on a... I'm on a three-day week bench program now, so I'm hitting that pretty heavy. I've seen um, your speed to... bench. I've seen your speed bench. So you're do, were you doing speed bench at 185? Yeah. God, and... fuck you, bro. <laughs> Dude. Okay, so on further research, that is that is the way that the program is written based on right. my max. 
or okay. I actually estimated my max at 245. My okay. lifetime PR is 265, which is uh, okay. definitely poverty zone, but um but I don't th- <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could hit 265 right now, but I'm pretty confident that I could hit 245. So that's what I okay. put as my max. And okay. it, it put me at speed bench Three sets of three at 185. Oh, okay. Um, it's only three sets of three. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like three sets of ten or, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so, I've been doing this. The yeah, Like three weeks in, the speed mm-hmm. bench at 185. And it's supposed to be, the way that my program is written, those, that set... Of three, like the three reps is supposed to be done in three seconds. Fuck. And I can't do it. That's fucking It's been four seconds every time. And I can't say that I'm like totally happy with how smooth it feels. So, you know, Mm -hmm. after digging into it a little more, I found out that uh, there's a guy named Matt Winning who's pretty deep into this stuff he trained at west side barbell mm-hmm. and he recommends like 30 to 40 percent of your max well 185 is about 75 percent mm-hmm. so i think it's just a fluke in the way the program is written to be totally honest gotcha um gotcha so yeah it's not that i have a massive bench but <laughs> <laughs> that's sick so but anyway um, uh yeah so back to the back mm-hmm. to the winter fail so yeah, so yeah, I'm calling it a win because I feel like this is just like a turning point for me, realizing good. how much of a, how important warm ups really are. Like, it it makes your I, I used to kind of dread warm ups in a way, or not dread mm-hmm. them, but I was always like afraid that they would take from my working sets. That like, you know, I'd overdo them, and dude, totally not true. Because one day. I skipped out after I'd kind of like gotten used to warming up in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't have much time. I'm just going to like knock it out, you know? Yeah. And dude, it was just like a really shitty feeling bench day. And yeah. I realized it was because I skipped, I, I, I skipped out on my warm ups. Like I didn't just go in and say, okay, my sets are at 165. I'm going to start off with 165. You know, I did right. a couple of warm-up right. sets, but I didn't warm out, warm up in the fashion that I've been doing lately. And, uh, yeah, dude, like, huge difference. So, anymore, like, and the thing I came to realize is, like, even if, say, I have a child that wakes up after I'm done warming up, mm-hmm. if you do, like, a really decent warm-up, at least you've gotten moved... You're, you've yes. gotten moving for the day. Yes. And chances and are you've gotten moving with good movement patterns because you mm-hmm. didn't jump into some heavy weights. Yeah. I 100%, 100% agree with that. Um, and it's humbling. It's humbling to to get to that point mentally where you're like, you know what? Um, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm just going to do my workout. I'm going to do my warm up. I'm going to do my main lift and that's going to be that. You know, I'll see where I'm at time-wise after that and then decide whether I can keep going or not. It's humbling and, you know, 
if you're the type of person that's like, nah, I don't really care about working out. Okay, it might be easy for you. But yeah. for if you're the type of guy that's like, I want to do a full workout, which I am, and you are, I know you are, 100% like that. We're like, if I want to mm-hmm. do a workout, I want to do a full workout. Yeah. And it, it's hard to get out of that mentality. I'm still, I still struggle with that mentality. Um, and, and, um, staying yeah. on top of, like, staying on top of policing myself. Um, and catching myself when I decide when I, when I'm making a dumb decision. Um, yeah. But, uh, so for my win fail, I'm the exact opposite of you. I feel like I got a win in, um, parenting and a fail in training, um, this past week. So I'm going to start with the fail. Um, my fail in training was the fact that I pulled something. Um, and it's like, uh, top of my left glute, lower back area okay Um, all right today is it happened when i was deadlifting and i was deadlifting with a trap bar and i rushed everything i rushed from my warm-up through the set that i actually felt like okay this doesn't feel right um and that was my obvious like that was the mistake was just fucking rushing right i didn't take my time with my warm-up i didn't take my time with my warm-up sets i didn't take my time resting between sets you know i just kind of was lazy with everything and just go 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 get it done and you know i also haven't been on top of training my core and working my hip mobility the past two weeks my my mobility work has sucked just because i just because i haven't done it right for the past two weeks and i haven't Mm -hmm. trained my core in at least a month um and that's just comes back to me saying you know, fuck, I don't have a lot of time. I'm just going to do my warm-up and my um, main lift. And then I will I will do that, but I'll, I'll skimp through the warm-up. I'll get to my main lift. I'll do my main lift. I'll try to get a few accessories in, and then I'll be done. And, you know, I'm not spending enough time or any time at all on the things that are absolutely important, like the warm-up and your mobility work and strengthening your fucking core. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's a combination, my injury, I think it's a combination of a weak core and maybe pulling something. Um, you know, I don't think it's a bulging disc or anything nerve related. I okay. have half a mind that it is sciatica nerve related only because I've heard of and read of some people like pulling their piriformis and mm-hmm. because they pulled that, it's like pushing on the sciatica. Because it's inflamed, it's pushing on the sciatica, which is causing sciatica pain. Yeah. Um, but I've had, like I said, it's been like my left upper glute, lower back area. And um, Monday and Tuesday and today, I've had pain in my left foot. Um, and it feels like, like Monday, it was like, I felt like I had to crack my big toe. And I couldn't crack it. You know what I mean? You know that feeling where it's like in the joint. It feels like, ah, I feel like I got to crack my toe. Yeah. Tuesday and today, my foot just hurt. Like it was like, like I strained a muscle in my foot. Um, You know, I I, I don't know if they're related, but it's odd to me. And that's what makes me think it's sciatica because sciatica runs all the way down to the heel. Yeah. So is it like a sharp nerve type thing? No, 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 no. Nothing. None of the pain is like a sharp nerve. It's like a. A pulled muscle or okay. dull, achy pain, which gotcha. 
which is part of the reason why it's not raising any eyebrow. It's not raising any red flags to me. It's yeah. I mean, obviously it's a red flag, but it's not like holy fuck, this is a big issue. It's just yeah. like I fucked up. I need to take two three weeks, you know, and just yeah. chill for two three weeks. I'm so, not like a physical therapist or anything, but one other muscle that can cause problems is a psoas muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, just mm-hmm. based on That's, where you're where you're saying it is, it it's possibility. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely have tight hip flexors, so I'm sure that that, just also the fact that I'm tight has something to do with it. And I've been extremely diligent the past three days since Sunday on um, stretching multiple times throughout the day. Today, I used a lacrosse ball on the bottom of my foot. Um, You know, I I wasn't really on my feet as much today because I had half the day off, Mm -hmm. um, three quarters of the day off anyway. So, um, you know, and I just, what I'm realizing is that if I'm not going to do the shit that I need to do, like bird dogs and planks and ab work during Mm -hmm. my workout, then I need to get up 15 minutes earlier and do a 15 minute ab routine every single day that consists of exercises like bird dogs. So I can help to brace my really deep, um, you know, core muscles so that yeah. and planks and and so that I can train my core in the mornings and have that a consistent thing for me because I can consider it not a workout I'm not going to get sweaty I'm not going to really push myself I'm going to challenge myself stability wise um with my core but it's not going to be you know maybe I'll do some ab exercises do a windmill or a turkish get up and that'll be it a 15 minute thing that I just do every morning um, you know, that's something that I'm, I was talking to my wife about, like, I think I need that and mm-hmm. I need it to be a daily thing or, or, or every other day thing for me just so yeah. that it's time that I've already blocked out and I'll update you next week on how that whole thing has been going. But yeah, um, that's my fail for the week. My win for the week was with parenting because I got this app. Um, so Facebook, Facebook has the ability for you to go into the settings and set a reminder for yourself uh, that you've spent a certain amount of time on Facebook. And I set that reminder to 30 minutes. So if I'm on Facebook and I hit my 30 minute mark, a little notification will pop up and say, you spent 30 minutes on Facebook. And then you have an option to say, okay, or change settings. And it's too easy. I noticed it was too easy to just hit okay and continue to use Facebook throughout the day. Because mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't show you any reminders at all. So I downloaded this app to manage my time a little bit better. Um, so I have 30 minutes a day that I will spend on Facebook and Instagram. And that's combined. That's a combined 30 minutes. Okay. So gotcha. this whole week since, you know, since Sunday, this whole week so far, every time that this, which, I mean, it's only Wednesday, so it's been fucking four days, but... Um, Anytime that this app, this what this will do is after 30 minutes, it'll totally make the screen go white and it'll say, you know, uh, you've reached your limit. You've reached your time limit for this app for today. And you have two options. You can say ignore for 15 minutes. So you can basically just extend for 15 minutes. So it's giving a number to say, I am extending for 15 minutes for today. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to pop up again. 
or you're saying ignore for today and that's you consciously then i have to be like okay now fuck this i'm gonna go against what i said and take the limit off for today and since i've started doing this which it was like like i said saturday sunday i've not hit the ignore for today button i've only hit if i've extended which i haven't done every day i've only done for 15 minutes and the reason i'm doing this the reason i'm doing this is not like I'm not trying to fucking like virtue signal here and say I'm so good because I don't spend time on Facebook. I'm not trying to get on the bandwagon of it's fucking ruining our brains. The single, the literally only reason I am doing this is because I did not grow up looking at the back of a phone because my mom or my dad was so engrossed in their phone. And I do not want my kids to grow up to be looking at the back of a phone because I can't get the fuck off of my phone. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, I hear you 100% there. Yeah. Like, and that bothers the fuck out of me. Like yeah. I'm getting angry right now because it fucking it, bothers me. It, it irritates me already that like my son, if he sees my phone or my wife's phone sitting on the couch, Mm-hmm. He like he wants to go and grab it and and play yeah. with it. Yeah. And now like in all honesty, the only reason he wants to play with it is because he's in love with himself. Yeah. And he loves to see <laughs> pictures of himself and videos of himself. Right. But uh but still that that's definitely a big concern of mine as well. And yeah. you know, that that's a big win, dude. Like, you know, yeah, I'm. It, I'm. This is actually like, <laughs> this is a really yin yang, uh, you know, win and fail this week. Because oh yeah, it is. <laughs> mine was like your yours was failing to warm up. Mine was realizing the importance of the warm up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yours is the exact your, opposite. Your win was actually something that I've been considering that I haven't pulled the trigger on yet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had previously used a, an app like that okay. uh, with some good success. Um, it sounds like the one you're using is set up a little different, mm-hmm. um, but same basic idea. Yeah, and, then and I it's got a not new phone just and I didn't. I I never re-downloaded it, but I need yeah. to. The thing, the thing for me is like I don't just need a notification. I need something that. And if you, here's the thing: if you're on in Facebook and it says, "Hey, you've reached your limit for today," and you just close out of Facebook, if you go back into Facebook in an hour, it mm-hmm. it'll bring up Facebook, and then instantly the screen goes white and says, "You've reached your limit for today." So it's not like yeah, yeah, like you can't get around it unless you consciously make the decision to say, "I'm done." for the limit for today or just give me 15 more minutes. And yeah. I don't know if there's a limit to how many times you can say 15 more minutes, um, but it also tracks the rest of your screen time as well. So it'll show you where you're spending the majority of your time. And that's just like an insight that I think is cool and would be interested to see. But the real reason that I did it, like I said, is is so that I'm not fucking looking at my phone and my kid is not looking at Cause like, like, your parents were your fucking superheroes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like your parents are your are who you look up to, who you aspire to be like. And I just just imagine, just put yourself in their shoes for a second, and imagine yeah. looking up at the person that you love the most, and you're trying so hard 
you are doing everything that you can to get their attention and they are just staring at this fucking piece of metal in their hand. Yeah. And they are just not acknowledging your existence whatsoever. Like, imagine what that will do over time Long to a term. child. To a yeah. child. Yeah, to a child. I mean, like, it's rude to do it to a fucking somebody who's the same age as you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's a like, faux pas and it's just, if you're on a it's date just fucking pull rude. out your phone. Or yeah. if you're at a family gathering, yeah. you know. Yeah, and you're not going to damage me psychologically by doing that to me. I don't give a fuck. Right. I'm just going to call you an asshole and tell everybody how fucking rude you are. But yeah. kids are in the most important developmental stages, period. And that's just, it's just like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't. Put yourself in their shoes. I can't do it. I cannot let myself uh, do something like that. Even if it's unconscious, I just, I can't let myself do something like that because it's just, no. no. Yeah. I love my kids. And, and, and I I've actually, yeah, I mean, dude, what's more important than them? You know, pretty much nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, I've actually noticed uh, some days when I wake up or when my son wakes me up um, <laughs> and I'll go downstairs and get his milk and, you know, kind of get the get day going. Mm-hmm. Some days I'll, I'll intentionally leave my phone in my bedroom because mm-hmm. I don't really need it for anything. Dude, that can be fucking hard like, for people. It's, uh, and I, and I don't do it every day, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. want to, you know, like pretend like I'm some kind of saint here or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but dude, like the days that I leave it up there, like my wife doesn't appreciate it because if I, if she, (laughs) she goes to work and she sends me a message, it's a couple hours before I respond. Right. At the same time, she understands. Right. And dude, it's just like, it's me and him time. Like you are a lot more. Um, you're a lot more engaged. Like actually at the the beginning of this year, January, I got rid of uh Facebook and Instagram entirely. Okay. I deleted okay. the apps for my phone and didn't use them for a month. Wow. And it was a uh it was kind of like a a weird process. Mm-hmm. Like at first it was almost like uh you know you would go to reach for your phone, but then you'd realize, well, yeah, the phone's here. You can't do here, shit. <laughs> you can't I, do anything can't, fun. <laughs> you know? So that was yeah, about the yeah. first probably week. And yeah. then after that, I would say the next, like, probably the next week after that, or maybe two weeks after that, it was kind of mm-hmm. like, y- you weren't really doing that quite so much, reaching for it. Right. And you just, like... Dude, there was a time where people did not take their phones to the bathroom. Yeah. And they just went in the bathroom, did their business, and walked back out. Yep. So I, like, I would do that. And, but the weird, this is a weird thing. You know how, like, sometimes their brains get cluttered with all these thoughts, like, at the end of the day? Mm Mm-hmm. I found that that happened less. I found that, like, because those those short moments that we, like, grab the phone and start, like, you know, scrolling or whatever. Yeah. I would have real actual thoughts. 
you know, and yeah. that would give me yeah, yeah. time throughout the day to think about those little things that tend to pile up at the right. end of the day. Right, right. Huh. But the reason why I didn't give up social media entirely after that is because I did find that there was a negative. Um, you know, for the listeners, you probably know by now that Nate and I primarily work out in our garage gyms. Mm-hmm. And one challenge to working out in a garage gym is you're working out solo pretty much all the time. Yep. And it can be, uh, I don't know how to put this, but, you know. Fucking it, hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it can sometimes be. it's hard because if you want to bitch out and do eight reps instead of ten, nobody's going to call you on it. Nobody's going to call you out. You know. And, nobody's uh, going to call you out. You know. But, and that was one actual benefit that I found to... Because my Instagram is, like, I'll put stuff on there um, with my son and my family, too. But yeah, yeah. it's primarily, like, a training log for me. Yeah. Um, and I've used it multiple times to, like, go back and review. Like, mm-hmm. if I've been away from the gym for a while and, like, say squats are just not working out well for me. Like, mm-hmm. it just feels wrong or I feel like I'm not remembering something. Mm-hmm. I'll look at my posts because I always put commentary on there, which people probably never read. But I put that on there for me primarily because I can go back and say, oh, that's what I'm forgetting. That was the right, cue that right, I was using right. all the time that made it feel right. so good. Right. But uh, anyway, I, I did find that social media actually uh, gave a sense of community to someone like myself who is in a garage gym. So it's not... It's not totally evil and all bad like everyone would have you have you believe. But yeah, uh, I did I, help find it helped me like in a um I guess it motivated me in a way. Yeah. I thought about taking it off my phone. Um and like the idea of like uh like I guess you could say the novelty of it of not having Facebook and Instagram sounds nice to me. Um but I like to be able to use it regularly to post because it's the same as you. Not only is Instagram and Facebook a training log, but it's also helps to keep you honest if you record every set and then just kind of consciously like think to yourself like, well, camera's rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like having the self-discipline to have it on my phone and be able to use it and say, no, I've hit my limit for today. I've spent yeah. enough time on there today. I don't have to. You know what I mean? And that's I, I just listened to a podcast where somebody was talking about how social media was um like he took the stance of like it's not as bad as everybody's saying it is. It's just we are allowing ourselves to be distracted. And I hundred percent agree with that. Like a knife is not going to hop up off the counter and cut up your chicken breast. You have to use the knife to cut up your chicken breast. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, my phone is not just going to magnet, magnetize to my hand and open up Facebook and cause my head to look at it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It, I have, have to, to consciously. Right. And if I'm doing it unconsciously, then I need to be more self-aware to catch myself, right? Yeah. If I'm just, if it's just a habit of pull the phone out, open up Facebook, 
whoa, 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 whoa. You are now doing default movement patterns without even thinking about it. And if that bothers you, then you need to become more more aware of what you're doing. Don't go and fucking blame it on the phone. Don't go and blame it on the social media companies. You know, obviously they're going to make their devices, they're going to make their apps addicting and make you want to come back to use it. Otherwise, oh, they wouldn't yeah. be in fucking business. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? Like, how are they going to keep you there? Like, they need to keep you there so they can make their money, right? It's business. But we all have this thing called, some more than others, called self-discipline, where yeah. we can say, no, I've had enough. I'm good. I don't need to. You know what I mean? That's why some people are fucking overweight, because they just eat too much. They don't have the self-discipline to say, no, I'm good. I, you know, I, I had enough. You know what I mean? There's people who are um, exercise addicts, you know what I mean? And and too skinny because they don't eat enough because they're they're way over self-discipline. So there's obviously this fine, yeah. fine area, this middle ground where you want to be. But, you know, we all have the ability to train this self-discipline. Um, yeah, I don't know. to train I, that willpower. And yeah, to me, to, it just, it, it seems childish to blame the social media companies when you could just fucking say no so if it bothers you so much then fucking change 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 do something different you know what i mean yeah make a conscious decision to do something different don't just put the blame on somebody else you know it's your phone you pulled it out you looked at it you didn't have to do any of those things you could have appreciated the birds in the sky or appreciated the color of the sky, or laid down in the grass and felt the grass against your skin. Like <laughs> you could have yeah. done a bajillion different things. Yeah, you could have gone outside. Exactly, and yeah. so and like, given the fact that like yes, it is addictive, and I felt like it was pulling me away from my kids, and so you know that's really the biggest reason why I set up the time limit. I think it's worth it. I think everybody should set up a. I think everybody. I, I think, think so too. If you I have think in kids. today's world, especially yeah. where you have apps that, I mean, dude, they spend a lot of money making oh, sure yeah. that they're addicting and that they keep you sucked in. Yes. Um, I mean, they have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's how they do business, yeah. Um, they they got to make you want to come back because if you don't want to come back, they're not going to make any money. Yeah. And if they're not going to make any money, what's the point of... What's what are, what, what they're the doing? Point? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so, and I I think that these time limit apps are a great tool because when I unconsciously pull it out after I've already hit my limit for today, and the screen goes white and it says, "Hey, you've hit your limit for today." Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. Hey, yep. let me let me make this note that I unconsciously pulled this out and, you know, tried to go on there and use it. Yeah. And it's just it's just helping me to be more self-aware of what the fuck I'm doing throughout the exactly. day. Exactly. You um, have to make it, a conscious decision as opposed to making a subconscious decision. Yes. Cuz like you said, a lot of times you'll reach for your phone just as a habit. Mm-hmm. You'll subconsciously reach for that phone and just your thumb automatically goes to that app that you always go to. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, 
and the phone pops up and says, hey, you use your 30 minutes today, bud. Yep. You have to make a conscious decision at that point. And, you know, that's like the thing with, like, willpower and discipline mm-hmm. and motivation is, like, willpower and discipline, like, they are finite. Like, they're you can only, like, fight so many battles in a day, you know? Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's the whole choose your battles thing. But you can also set things up in such a way to where you're setting yourself up for success or failure. You mm-hmm. know, you made a conscious decision uh, when you knew you were going to have more kids. You knew you weren't going to be able to go to the gym, so you set up your garage gym. Yep. Because you knew that that would make it more doable for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I very easily could have let that defeat me. Yeah, you could have said, well, you know what? I'm I'm done. I guess I, mm-hmm. I just can't do it anymore. Yep. And you could tell all your friends, well, yeah, I mean, there's just no way I can go to the gym now. And Yeah. You know. Could have. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. But it, it's all about, like, finding. And that's what we want to do with this podcast mm-hmm. is, like, help people find ways that they can maintain their health and fitness and their lifestyle and, you know, and learn along with us. We're not necessarily gurus. We're learning to. No. <laughs> um, no. And that's like the whole idea with this whole win-fail thing. Yeah. Is, you know, as we have triumphs, you know, maybe you can learn from them. As we have fails, well, you can learn from those too. Mm-hmm. So that that's like the whole idea there. And we hope you've been enjoying the podcast and that you, you know, will keep listening and keep yeah. lifting. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. And we'll see you next time on Drive with Woody Fit and Bauer Power. All right.